0: I'm nice to meet you too. Uh, I'm Pelle, and you're DJ Nuvina.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: yes, yeah. How
0: are you doing? Uh, where are you guys? Uh, where are you guys based? I'm in Minnesota, you're based everywhere and nowhere <laughs> in Minnesota. Yes, okay. And Nuvines and Nashville.
2: I'm Nashville, Nashville, and Knoxville. Sometimes I'm in Knoxville, sometimes in Nashville, and sometimes I'm like in cyber somewhere you're nowhere
0: <laughs> sometimes you're nowhere oh
1: I see it's yeah. a very international call from Berlin
0: <laughs> Berlin wow, um, that's cool
1: have you have you
0: guys been uh I've been to Germany I haven't been to Berlin you haven't where have you been to Germany Frankfurt
1: Frankfurt oh I'm yes. so sorry
0: <laughs> oh is it not good
1: <laughs> Frankfurt is not the most representative city of Germany. Oh,
0: I didn't know <laughs> uh, that. Yeah,
1: it, it's kind of like, it's it lacks a lot of like, it just, there's no culture. That's kind of like the inside joke. Oh, mm. that's really interesting. Yeah, it's just like a lot of, a lot of like um, bank people, finance people just living and working there and grinding.
2: Damn. Isn't that weird? Yeah. Sean, have you ever been, have you traveled to the States? i have several times yeah okay cool where but i've
1: only street? been to i've only been to the east coast so oh, nice never been anywhere
0: else
2: that's good the east coast the west side sucks anyway. yeah don't come coast coast to minnesota east, don- <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: yeah you guys your election is like super important over here as well everybody's watching man i was
0: watching a video yesterday of this girl and she was in finland just she's an american citizen but like she was living in finland and she was like outside and going to a club and then these people cut in line in front of her and they started talking to her in finnish and she's like oh i don't speak finnish and like they were talking english and the guy turned around he's like trump 2020
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh my goodness! Trump, I mean, can you? I mean, yeah, the Trump, yeah. the Trump idea, or the Trump, um, yeah, the Trump idea, I would call it, has mm-hmm. al- also traveled to Germany and, and so so many other states as well. Like we have Corona, or like um, protests against the coronavirus. Yeah. Um, which is which just sounds so silly, but um, mm-hmm. we have those protests, and you will see like Trump. 2020 flags um, in europe yeah what on the, the f- streets in berlin wow that's crazy. i mean it's the whole QAnon conspiracy bullshit right they think that trump is doing um it's just gonna help everybody to fight uh the pedophilia ring and whatsoever what? not, I don't
0: know. yeah it's it's the strangest conspiracy theory
1: i've ever heard <laughs>
0: Wow, I'm here I'm really into conspiracy theories, but that's honestly that's one that I can't really get behind. But hold yes. on,
2: so they think they think Trump will get is what He's gonna get
0: rid of pedophilia.
2: Yeah, or is... it's like you know all these
1: all these children getting kidnapped by the elite, and Trump is um, strangely the guy to do it to save all the children and. <laughs>
2: What the hell? That makes no sense. It does not make any sense. If anything he has like a hand in it. Like, oh my God. For sure.
1: I mean like he's what he was best buddies with that with that pedophile. Mm. And It's yeah it's a very strange world and again I guess it's like you know the whole pandemic situation has kind of laid the groundwork for that. Like people Mm. are just like putting in almost every other a conspiracy theory they've heard online and they're like well you know that this and this is happening also and we're like, oh wow really you did not know and you know just like people because they are so skeptical of the media they believe yeah. it and don't really second guess because there's no fact checking industry
2: within the conspiracy world. <laughs> hmm. You know, one thing that I noticed that everything kind of clicked for me during the Republican, um, uh, what was it? The Republican con, not the conference. What are they called? It's a word. The Republican Conve- the convention. The um, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. The public Republican convention, and like, I really clicked for me. Like, oh, Trump is like gas. He's like the ultimate toxic gaslighting. Oh, uh, yeah boyfriend. He literally is gaslighting (laughs) America and Americans. And it's like, well, you know, um, if you want if if in Biden's America, if you wanna vote for Biden and and if this is gonna be Biden's look at just take a look around America. Look take a look at your cities and and this is what's
0: gonna be, this is what it's gonna look like in Biden's America. And I was like, dude, no, this this is your America. America." I don't think people are realizing like, oh well Trump is gonna make America great. It's like he's been in He's been the president for four years, and it's like this. It's like you don't realize this is what America is like with Trump as president. It's not going to. Right. There's so. There's right. so I much mean, tension. I
1: mean, he's he's so, pretty mm. good at twisting the narrative, right? Like, he, yeah, when he got when he when he when he was um, what when he got um, elected, he was like, "Oh, look at all the bullshit Obama did." and then now four years into this he's like "Oh, i'll need more time to fix things because (laughs) everything's so shitty so he's really really good at like i mean you're right it's like all the like all the guys we've dated that kind of like gas lit us and Mm -hmm. um didn't didn't really let us believe um
0: anything that we were saying or
1: believing in he's essentially
0: blaming american citizens For not making, for like, this is, it's your fault because America is shit. well, it's because there's people like you guys that will vote for Biden. That's why America will slap. It's like, no, it's because you are the president. It's not me, not Nuveen, not everyone else. Mm -hmm. I wish it was me. Actually, I don't. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, 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 go girl.
2: Hmm. And it's definitely, I think, I feel like it's created so much. Like, these past four years, there's been so much tension and, and uneasiness in, in, in the society and, and just within, you know, on the ground. And I just imagine, I can't imagine another four years of this. Like, it's, even my dad the other day, like, there was something on TV we were watching Um, and there was, like, a couple that was, like, harassed at a restaurant. By the Trump supporter, and he was basically like going off on this couple, saying like coronavirus is your fault, and you need to get out of our country, and blah blah blah. And my dad looked at me and was like, moving I'm really like I'm genuinely like I'm afraid for the next four years. Like it's gonna get. He's like, I think it's gonna get really ugly, you know? Um, yeah. And I'm like, Yeah, dude, me too. It's not. I don't know. And it's not like this is something new. The U.S. isn't. I mean, you know, hasn't it, it, yeah.
0: It's America was never really that great.
2: Yeah, it's the president of the United States who has normalized and has made it, you know, all this hate speech. He's normalized it mm. and publicly, and he's doing it in a public arena. And you know, mm. all his supporters are like, "Oh, well, okay, I guess this is okay again." And you know, I feel like we, mm. we, I don't know. I think but yeah. before
0: that, people like there were racist people. But it wasn't like it wasn't normalized to just be like very as open about it as they are now. Whereas like right now, it's like, no, you can just be openly racist and like, well, and then they just use like Trump as an excuse because they see it's like, you know, when you're growing up, if your role model is someone who's always constantly doing bad things, you're not going to care about like school and homework and stuff. You're going to want to do what they're doing. And it's, you know. Trump is right. the president, the face of America, and it's sent for a lot of people. it's their, He's their role model. And they're like, well, <laughs> if our president is doing it, <laughs> <laughs> to them, like, oh, well, if our president is saying all this crap, well, I can do it too. I literally yeah. had a, someone tell me the other day, I don't know if I'm allowed to say, well, it was a coworker. <laughs> tell me. <laughs> <I> <laughs> and, I that. That. and she openly told me that oh yeah this like right now you can't even be op- um can't even have opinions anymore without being scared of losing your job or um getting like fired and i'm like you mean being racist that's yeah. not an opinion and i just want like so your opinion is that you're racist and you want to be openly racist without having a fear of losing your job and I just got so angry because I'm like, that's not an opinion; that's a choice,
1: right? And, I mean, like, and with all of, with with Ruth Bader Ginsburg also mm. passing away, I think it, this can actually do a lot more damage to the mm. United States than him being in office for for another years. Like, it's just he if he if if he and the Republicans appoint another conservative judge, it's gonna like it's just going to be bad for for like decades to come. Oh, yes. Yeah, so and you,
2: I, do, do you know like can you tell us a little more about that? Like what does that mean? What how what control does the does that position really hold? Like how important is it? So like, I mean, the way it works out
1: is that the Supreme Court in the US has the let's say the last it's like the the biggest um biggest decision maker and mm. most important decision maker. So like if there's a if there's something that every other institution, like let's say every other part of the government mm. is kind of like undecided on, um then it get pay, it gets passed to the Supreme Court and mm. then they will ultimately judge um on that decision. So it's kind of like, you know, um uh, you have you have a fight with your sibling or someone, and then you take it to mom or dad and they're gonna you know they're gonna have the last word and so if the there is another conservative judge uh, the balance there is quite um off so you don't have yeah. that many liberal judges on the supreme court you you have you would have a lot more conservative thinking ones, and so which means that let's say if the republicans were to want um let's say undo roe versus wade as in like you know um, make abortion illegal or make it really difficult um then that could could be a decision that the supreme court ultimately gets to decide on and yeah if was, you have a conservative vote yeah, then that's yeah. what happens
0: yeah, I'm just like, just imagine all the things that they're going to be able to, all the laws they're going to be able to pass now. Yeah. That they yeah. probably weren't able to before. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so, like, right now, it's like, it's,
1: it's a very um, close call, though, right? Like, mm-hmm. you have, you, you need 51. Yeah, you need 51 votes mm. to appoint a judge in Congress. And you have, I think, 54 Republican senators. Yeah, and the Congress people and you and so like now people are just kind of like waiting out how some of those um, let's say anti-Trump uh, politicians would kind of vote. But now that I think Romney has it was like he's he's gonna vote yeah uh, for the conservative nominees so I think I think it's a it's a done deal.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I. Feel a civil war coming soon? Oh my god! Uh, honestly, I mean, like I honestly bad. think so. Because how long is America going to be able to handle this? Because you have, I feel like there's just two extreme sides, and maybe
2: that's, that's the issue. Why do we have a government that's like it's this or this? I don't know.
1: But I think well, like, I, mean, the, I think the issue is did not start with Trump though. Yeah. 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 I think that the US politics is definitely very very polarized if like mm. if, you, if you compare it to
0: I mean the only even... reason why Trump has these has this power is because he has so many supporters that think and feel the same way he does. Right. And that's why it works because so now you have America where you have extremists who are like, you know, Trump 2020 all the way and that are but then you have the other side where it's like the complete opposite. So how are you gonna balance a country with one or the other? Yeah, especially like way, if it's really way... shitting on on the
1: other ones, right?
0: Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, how are you gonna like? Okay, let's say if Biden wins, what are all what are all the Trump supporters gonna do? They're not gonna accept Biden.
2: Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, and if anything, I feel like a lot of the to- a lot of like for years it's like okay obama was in office two terms and like all the republicans are like holding it in holding it in
0: holding it in it's like okay we got to take back the the office you know um there's a lot of can't that. have a black guy on there too long oh got to make america make america great again see i think that's his slogan i think that's what trump like really means Yo, it's trump- like okay we have to take america away from like from the black president that we had Mm. And we're going to, like, the take
1: Yeah, he probably At, knew. Like, he, I mean, he's he's part of that bubble that's kind of, like, a little bit, um, let's say, Republic, extreme Republican, right? But, mm-hmm. um, I mean, he's, it's also very, very obvious how much, like, contact he's had with, like, white supremacists and mm. like, with people. He's who, a businessman. Trump is yeah. a businessman. Yeah, I'm so sorry for you guys, and <laughs> I'm so sorry for the entire world that we have to pu- put up with this bullshit. Like,
0: it's, no, I, we want to apologize to everyone else around the world that has to witness the <laughs> chaos that we. Yeah, it's we I feel like we're cinema Balosh. Oh yeah, we will push. we
1: will think about forgiving you. We don't know yet. <laughs> I
2: know.
0: Uh, yeah, but a- anyway, so let I think we should kind of steer from politics a little bit. I don't <laughs> think we will ever steer too far from politics. Sean, you are a
2: journalist an author, uh editor of what happened last week. Tell us what the hell? How do you how do you
1: do it? <laughs> I mean, I I just love to write. I love to um I I mean, the the whole motivation when I started doing all of this, right, years and years ago was to create things that people would read and watch and listen to Mm. that they would actually understand. Mm. Because, like, when I came to Germany, I was eight years old Mm
0: -hmm. and
1: my sister was six years younger, so she was two. She mm-hmm, mm-hmm. got to know Germany like from scratch, and like and yeah. she you know she she visited the kindergarten and elementary school and everything and all that like she had best German friends like yeah. best mm-hmm. white German friends, and I've never had best white German friends i am yeah, I was friendly with them, but like my my being six years older than my younger sister had a lot of impact of like on like The identity Mm -hmm. that I felt as, like you know, I don't know, am am I, am I Kurdish living in Germany? Am I, I don't know. Am I not Kurdish? Am I just international? Am I? I don't know. Like you know, you guys know. Like feeling being Mm -hmm. Kurdish is a little bit different sometimes. It's a little bit of a challenge sometimes.
0: Mm. And
1: so, growing up in Germany was extremely challenging for me because like mm-hmm. you grow up and you have to learn the language if you don't learn the language fast enough you lose uh, a lot of chances you lose mm. out on a lot of opportunities that yeah. would probably you know like with language you open so many doors on this country and like probably in so many other countries too but like especially here in Germany it opened mm-hmm. so many doors just by, like, those few years that I, that my parents forced me to, like, stay at home and, like, do my homework and put in a lot more hours into, like, you know, really learning the language. And yeah. um, I'm so thankful for that, like, when that they did that. But so that enabled me to really start thinking about like the the kind of stuff that was given to me at school that i had to study at university mm. that i had to read and and you know like the the percentage of people who look like me studying mm. um is isn't that high in germany it's yeah. it's really mm-hmm. it's there's a lot of classism in mm-hmm. germany there's also a lot of like and and if you look at classism it's always like you know white people or people who've lived in Germany for a long time and who've been able to kind of accumulate wealth over Mm -hmm. generations, but like refugees and children of refugees, they have had it so much more difficult than um, people who've, uh, yeah, who've grown up here. So, and and, and, and studying that, uh, studying, I, I studied political science and philosophy and my bachelor's degree. And then I, I decided to go for international economics for my master's and studying those things mm. was like this interesting experience from, because like, I was, I was like, wow, why am I almost like I I think we were like maybe two or three people in the entire class that just Mm. like looked different, had a different, um, had a different background, and and I really struggled even at university. Sometimes like reading all those newspapers, reading the the elite newspapers, right? Like for the people, for the people. Like let's say like your New York Times, we have that version. We mm-hmm. have Zeit, we have Spiegel, we have, you know, um, newspapers that are written in a, in such complicated language. And, oh, yeah,
2: super dense.
1: Yeah, super dense. And it's also kind of like written by an expert for experts or so how yeah. it, that's how it felt. And it really overwhelmed me. And the more I did that, the more I had to overcome those moments where I felt overwhelmed, where I had to, you know, look up words, really dig deeper just so that I could understand what this and that was, right? I had to, like, ask all the stupid questions, right? Um, Those years, I think they really took me me to a different level for sure and like and I and I started like asking questions such as like okay so what's what kind of media uh do refugees here in Germany need in order to be able to participate in 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 politics to Mm. be able to make informed decisions in local elections
2: Mm-hmm. To be
1: able to maybe perhaps in a few decades you know to to have a lot more people who who are not born in Germany to be able to go to be able to want to go into politics because they understand the issues because they feel welcome because mm-hmm. they they have had an easier um, an, not an easier maybe an easy start you know oh. not as mm-hmm. tough. And um, we have – we do have, for example, like we have our own version of Fox News or we have our own version of The Sun. Mm. And it's amazing how these newspapers and and, and news sites are so much more – and so much more successful. So I started looking at those and like, okay, so they are successful, but I know – People like refugees reading, for example, um, Bild Zeitung. That's like our the German version of Fox News, probably, or maybe the Sun. It's like kind of like a tabloid mixed with serious political news. They read that, and then they become much more conservative in their thinking and acting. Right? My like God. I had refugees talking to me who I know they read. Uh, for example that the the build uh very regularly they've told me like oh we should shut down the borders no more refugees allowed yeah. in this country yeah. you know and that's like crazy to me like you've been given asylum in this country and then yet you mm-hmm. want to close the borders for those who are coming who those who you know are suffering a lot more than you did maybe perhaps like 20 years ago mm. and so i that was like my motivation. I was like, okay, so are we, I think we need to create a medium, a new site that, prov- that offers good journalism, like mm-hmm. not journalism that's offering propaganda, but like good journalism that tries to break down all the, all the leftist liberal and also, you know, conservative parts of what we consume and try to, um, tried to talk to a lot more people about politics, like how to motivate people to, be, to, to want to discuss politics in a way that political sciences perhaps do, or econo- mm-hmm. economics do, right? And mm-hmm. I just, that was my motivation. I wanted to, yeah, I wanted to empower um, people who have felt like they were kind of excluded from that community that's Mm. why i'm doing what i'm doing (laughs) i create Mm. podcasts i um well i do the newsletter that i do what happened last week's for for six years now Um, and i i do that weekly i um write columns i have um you know columns on the german radio mm -hmm. i um produce a podcast series i I'm on the editing uh, teams on a couple of podcasts here in Germany. So it's kind of like wherever I could place, Mm. I could influence the way media is made in this country. I -hmm. would like to be part of it. And because it's like we just underestimate um, media so, so much. Yeah. Wow.
0: Wow.
2: Yeah, and I, I very subscribe true. to what happened last week. And I wish I subscribed earlier. And I'm like at this point where I'm like, oh my God. Everyone, everyone who's friends with me needs to know about this, needs to get, <laughs> needs to subscribe. And just like it's so easy. It's so like, okay, the the latest one, say my name afghan version and i was telling pin i'm like pin it's just so easy to read and and like you said you know you hit all the right you just like hit all those other points of like you know being in these like very elitist classes spaces and in, in academia especially and like i've been experiencing a lot of like um a lot of what you were just saying of like reading all this like heavy art theory like dense work you know dense literature where i'm like oh my god can you guys just talk normal like or even when people are talking about their work and they're doing all this art jargon and i'm just like yo you don't really talk like that and you don't really think like that but you guys have like i i don't you know and it's it's very isolating but and and so even hearing you talk about like how you were feeling i'm like oh i'm not i'm not alone you know i'm not not at all and and it's like Um, I wonder, like, even, did you, did this, I don't know, I'm looking at it more, I'm looking at it like, this is like a style, this is like, this is definitely your style of writing and and putting out news and these, you know, and so was this style, has this been like, you said that it's been six years, did you graduate six years ago? Did this happen after you graduated or were you working on this as a student? Oh, what I was the working theme? as, yeah, Ooh. I was working, I was, I started
1: this newsletter while I was uh, doing an internship in, okay. um, at a, at a lobby firm and, okay. you know, it was, it was like one of those projects that just like made so much sense because like i was traditionally i was like the one friend and the friend group that mm-hmm. was always kind of like up to date on what was happening in politics and <laughs> in like the news and yeah. so my friends would come to me and be like so what's happening here and what's happening what what's what's up mm-hmm. here i don't understand and so i would just like sit down with them and and, like, often, like, my, my sister was, like, the one, like, kind of coming up to me, was like, I don't understand, like, we're going to be talking about this in class, but I don't understand what's so important about this. And so, I, we would sit down, and I would, like, so, listen, this is this one side, and the other side says this, and these are the arguments, and um, the, the entire thing is about this grand picture. And I made it a, like, the priority honestly Mm. when I started this whole thing I made it a priority that I would only write in a way that like people could read this out loud and it would still make sense to like a lot of people Mm -hmm. because like there is no for like especially when it comes to news especially when it comes to things that we all ought to kind of know about for different reasons Mm -hmm. you need to have it written in a language that a lot of people most people can access you can't just like rely on people who have been studying who have had that privilege to be able to go to university right like i mean in the u.s it's ridiculously expensive and you guys put on debt to be able to go study but even if it is free Like, there are so many people in Europe who don't go down that road because, as I said, there's so much classism, right? Yeah. And um, so you have a lot of people who don't speak that language. And then it just, like, it just didn't make any sense to me because, like, I was Mm. like, why are these papers even there? Like, why isn't news a Mm. public good, why isn't it treated yeah. like a public good, something that you know everybody kind of needs to know about? Because I mean, if you think about it, we we make up our own mind about the world uh, through the news, right? If we're not reading books, if we're not traveling, if we're not talking to other people, news is like one of the major one of the major ways of how we kind of get to know the world. Like mm-hmm. if you. I mean, if you think about it, how what do you know about African countries? Right. Like, Mm. let's say, what do you know about Mm. Mali? Like you hear about Mali in the country, like some people haven't even heard about it. Right. Mm -hmm. Which is like perfectly fine, because like that's exactly what the education systems and like in a lot of Western countries and a lot of other countries, um, they haven't really thought think like. Put it, set it up like that. Let's say like that. But you, when when you do hear about Mali and in Africa, you you associate with that country a lot of fighting, a lot of like, Oh. oh my God, that country is always in trouble, and I don't understand why they're in trouble. But like, if you want to get to know Mali a little bit better, from like see it from the other perspective as well. Like, yes, you would read there is fighting. But then you would also read, but hey, did you know that the richest man on earth, like came from Mali, he was richer than everybody else on this planet. And like, you kind of, when you, when you try to get to know the countries that we have had, like that we've, where we've built kind of like prejudices Mm -hmm. about, you know, Mm -hmm. you have um, certain beliefs about certain countries because of the news. Yeah. And try, and then I try to do that. I try to take that and try to like spin it around in my yes. newsletter. I try to mm, talk about Afghanistan the same way I would talk about France, or the same way I would talk about the U.S. Mm-hmm. and put them on the same level and give them the same attention that they deserve, right? Mm-hmm. And 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 also try to like write about them in a fair. Um, in a fair way yeah. not to focus too much on one specific mm. aspect but also try to you know talk about let's say female entrepreneurship efforts in the country yes. try to talk about um, LGBTQ communities in those countries where we kind of think <laughs> for some reason there are none right like yeah. oh they must be so repressive and whatever yes yeah. they are repressive but I mean they have they have an audience like that repression has an audience Mm. why don't you talk more about that why what are they doing yeah you know so it's it's a lot of like d or like unlearning unlearning Mm. sometimes the racism that we learned through the media as well unlearning the discrimination and the way yeah the way we in first world countries look at countries that haven't um industrialized as well or haven't gotten to the same level of like well social welfare and and, and progress as as we have and yeah and to to try yeah. and talk about um, them as like equals
0: mhm yeah i remember when i was in 5th grade um i was going to go to kurdistan that year to visit with my family and I remember telling my friends, like, oh, I'm going to Kurdistan this year, this summer, and they're like, oh, are you like 220? Like, aren't you scared? And I'm like, no, what do you mean? Because, you know, I I would visit Kurdistan every single year in the summer with my family. So, you know, I knew, obviously I was very young, I was in fifth grade, so how old was I, like, 11? But, like, you know, to me, Kurdistan was this place where my family was, and I just remembered it being really hot and like seeing like mountains and stuff. And then I have all these people in America and school. They're like, "Well, like you're gonna die. You can't go there." And I'm like, "What do you mean I'm gonna die? No, I'm not." Like, "Oh yeah, well, there's like, isn't it like always just bombing and there's always fighting and wars and stuff?" And I was just so I remember being so confused because I'm I don't associate Kurdistan, and they were thinking of iraq obviously because you know you obviously have to explain like oh it's in iraq so they hear iraq and they think of bombs yeah and nothing else like there is no other other aspect to iraq Mm -hmm. other than war in their minds because that's all they've been taught they don't see the like the mountains that are there or they the waterfalls yeah. or the like
2: they don't see the humans they just the see. actual life and the living yes there's joy and happiness and actual real people living there and have families and whatever but also and, and, and i think it goes back to what sean was saying about the news it's because they always report all the bad things you don't see these news you don't it's always reporting the bad stuff you, they don't know anything yeah. about the locals
0: Yeah, they were wishing me good luck. Like, don't (laughs) die. Yeah. Thanks. I I that wasn't a fear before, but now I am. And then I remember going home, like being scared, telling my family, like, "Am I gonna die?" If we go? How old are They're like, "No."
1: Yeah, and it's also like you know, it's it's kind of. I mean, if you talk to editors working at um, news sites, right, and if you talk to them and MBL, like, okay, so why do you pick the stories that you pick? Mm. They all give me mm. kind of like the same answer. It's the, um, well, we're gonna talk about natural catastrophes for example like you know they they talk about You know the big earthquake in nepal a few years ago or like flooding in indonesia or in china right Mm. and so they 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 cover Mm -hmm. natural catastrophes and so they cover the misery and the pain and then they cover oh you know international aid is coming to help um then they cover um fighting they cover um let's say uh let's say laws that kind of set back the country a little bit um back they cover repressive governments a lot and and i don't if you pay attention try to pay attention a little bit more to the news that you're reading if you pay attention like you don't really hear about the more positive things Mm -hmm. you and if you do it's not um nuanced so like you would hear about the things like and you like so this is the president and then they wouldn't it, it like there is a lack of context mm. there is a lack of like his, history behind the, the 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 news there is so little focus on like what's civil society saying about this there's like just so it 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 ha- it's it lacks nuance. It lacks mm-hmm. nuance and focus, and so that's one thing, right? They they pick out stories that people will find click worthy. Yep. And. Uh, and when they when they pick out these stories, I mean, they're are kind of also feeding the algorithm, right? It's mm. like people they are they're dependent. Mm-hmm. News sites are dependent on clicks and on on that algorithm working for them because that's how they get funded, right? Yeah. It's not a public good; it's a private good, yeah. and um. So they pick out stories where that that where they oh, think, gosh. okay, so we our audience, our readers are mostly white. They're probably conservative or whatever. So we're going to pick this angle. Yeah.
0: They, they cater, cater to, to them. them.
1: So it's a business model, right? Yeah. It's a business model and that has a lot of social and cultural and also political um, um, political consequences, right? It also um, has the consequence like w- we're let's say Middle Eastern guys don't use their real Middle Eastern names on Tinder because they're like, Oh, I don't want to be racially profiled by <laughs> by anybody. Right. Like, I don't know if you've ever yeah. experienced that, but like oh, over yeah. here, like you don't see a lot of Mohammeds and Hassans and whatever, like you say, you, you see Sani or Momo <laughs> and it's, it's like Westernized versions yep. of the their names because you know, of the, of the racial profiling of all the pictures and images that we have of those cultures. And so that's one thing, that's one side of it. Right. And then the other side is the lack of like diverse, um, journalists Mm. in, 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 in those, Mm -hmm. uh, at those news sites, Mm -hmm. right? Like there's so many, um, white journalists. Yeah. Because journalism is something that you need to, like, you gotta have money to be a journalist you can't be in our culture it's unless let's let's say like your family is kind of like you know comes from a very political background journalists um have a very like you know in our I don't know in Soleimani for example like whenever I, I I I met a Kurdish journalist they were a journalist because they were you know very noble at heart very much like fighting the, fighting the status quo either that or they were part of the uh, government funded media right and so there's like very little in between but here in Europe or in westernized country uh, western countries mm-hmm. you have have journalists that um, you know are all, there are also a lot of in betweens. There are the noble ones, and they're the, the ones in the government-funded um, media. Yeah. But then there are ones who actually afford. They can afford to be a journalist mm. because they could take time off, they could go and have internships that didn't pay them as yeah. well, they could, you know, all those years of unpaid work, mm. they have bigger networks and so on and so forth. Mm. And so that's, there's the tragedy, honestly. The tragedy is that we have so few diverse yeah. people in, working in media. Who can influence these stories and these images? Like that's where a lot of like the 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 bad images come from. And so, like, why not be the ones behind uh, behind the article, behind the lens?
2: Yeah. Oh man, it makes so
1: much. I've never thought of it that way. (laughs) A
2: lot of sense. Why there's not people like us?
1: Yeah. Because, like, there were so many situations um, throughout my professional career where I have had the chance to, you know, look at someone's work, look at someone's article, video, or podcast episode and, like, listen and be like, no, you cannot say Slemani, Iraq, without saying that this is a Kurdish city, without saying Kurdistan, without – there were so many – opportunities where i was asked hey um is this correct is this something that i can say about um where you come from and it was like the, the biggest bullshit I had read mm-hmm. in my entire life or where people, because they know I am a journalist, because I know because they know me and I, I am in their network, they're in my mm-hmm. network, they come to me and they ask me hey, do you know any Kurdish folklore songs that we could include in mm-hmm. in, in this documentary or in this podcast episode and so like, and these are the like little bits and like these, these few very very Small moments yeah. where people, when they know you're in their bubble, and they could come to you and and they could ask you for for your advice, they could ask for guidance, and and you could steer them in the right direction. That's when a podcast episode is released by a major,
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, by a major news site that also includes Kurdish folklore music yeah. that also talks about Kurdistan in the right way, yeah. and so that's kind of like. Yeah, that's, that's something that I always like to emphasize whenever I talk to like young young Kurds here or, you know, anybody actually, POC or black. I tell them, if you can afford to become a journalist, please consider becoming one. You can do it the same way I did. I didn't become a journalist full time yeah. un- until like I kind of... I knew that I had enough projects, enough um, gigs to live off of, mm-hmm. and for a long, long time I did the whole nine-to-five grind yeah. just to be able to, to sustain my newsletter mm-hmm. and to be able to, um, to grow my network as a journalist. Mm-hmm. 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 Wow.
2: Thank you That's so really much for
1: sharing See, all that, man. Of course, I have so much more. <laughs> like, this is I, just, like, I, you're
2: spitting I, out some real, like, wisdom. I'm learning so much from this, and it's just, like, I know. I, like,
0: learned. I felt like I was, like, taught. <laughs> it. I felt like I was a Zoom <laughs> class, with. like,
1: Thank you so so much. I mean it's exactly what I what I do here every day, every week. It's to be actively looking for and promoting yeah. and, and funding and, and really encouraging um people of color and black people to be able to like to tell them, to motivate them, like please be part of that voice yeah. that tells your story. Mm-hmm. Be part of it.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, something else that you were talking about, like, you yes. know, with, with people with like these news, these journalists covering, Um, you know, when we look at the news, and it's like, them only reporting all the bad stuff. And then here and there, they'll sprinkle like a little diverse, um, cultural post of like, you know, like, oh, let's, let's sprinkle this uh, Kurdish artist right here, you know, just to kind of make us look mm-hmm. uh, diverse and stuff, you know, tokenizing. Um, yeah, minorities in their countries. Do you have any thoughts on that <laughs> and how do you, right? You, I mean, yeah, like, what the fuck, <laughs> you know? <laughs> I mean, it
1: is tokenizing. Um, if, if like, let's say if it's like totally, no, let me, let me start like this. Okay. Um, so I've, I, I've had. Um, articles written about me mm-hmm. or about my sister from like about what i what it is that we do uh-huh. and is some of them felt like they were tokenizing yeah. us and some of them didn't feel like they were tokenizing okay. us and it's only tokenizing when they really stress where you're coming from yeah. like when yeah when oh. they really like oh look oh, at them they didn't come um, they, they weren't born here, and they didn't, like, their, their parents are working um, as a cashier, as a cab driver, and look at them, they made it. <laughs> you know, it's like this whole rags-to-riches story yeah. that they want to sell and tell. And that's when I feel the most tokenized, mm. because they don't see me as a human, yep. they, see, they see me as a story. Yeah. And when that happens, yes, that's the that's tokenization for mm-hmm. sure, but I do I do love the the little bits and pieces about let's say um, cultural minorities um, about people who don't really fit the the mainstream narrative mm-hmm. of who it is that's American or German or who it is that lives in your neighborhood yeah. and what it is that they do. I love that because that also gets shared around it gets spread around the community Mm -hmm. and it inspires so many people from our like distinctive cultures like I know for sure like you know there are so many um, Kurdish girls and boys whenever they hear about you know um, someone who is in the media like all of a sudden like oh my god they they're Kurdish oh well they are an artist they're a journalist mm-hmm. I would love to become uh, I, I would love to be like that one yes day, you know yes. and I I think mm-hmm. it can be it can be a very powerful tool and it can also be a tool that yeah that definitely that could tokenize us but whenever that happened, mm. whenever I felt tokenized, I called out the paper on it I, I really did I, I, I either went online and like did a whole twitter round <laughs> about you know like why the fuck are we emphasizing um where it is that i come from what my parents do why are you not talking about this and that yeah. like i do contribute to this industry or to this country in my own way mm-hmm. um Like, why are you not just a normal human being? Exactly. And so whenever that I, whenever someone did that with me, I called them out on it. And, um, but yeah, but the other articles, I'm very thankful for them because like they have the, the capability or the, like they have, they could change someone's mind about about like people who look like us oh okay so they can be artists too you know (laughs) um and then they could also inspire other people in our community to be better and to be to 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 strive for more yes
0: I mean I think it's a way to also kind of keep the narrative that like oh yeah people from Kurdistan you know Kurdistan is like This it's this type of country these type of people live there and like they have this narrative built into people's brains so then when they like tokenize you for instance they're still they're doing it in a way where they can still keep that narrative in people's minds it's like yeah Kurdistan is still the same country that we've been pushing it's still the same like the people that live there are these type of people but like look you know every once in a while there's like like at this girl she made yeah. it like she could do it and so it's like no that's not how <laughs> yeah. it is but i mean <laughs> like don't get it twisted they're still not great there but hey every once in a while <laughs> we have special kids who can I mean make honestly
1: it. if we were to <laughs> try like i could definitely just pick out the wrong things about germany the wrong stuff about the u.s right and i could like just linger on that a lot more than i would probably do but like what good does it do me like what it it just it just harms and damages a lot more than i would than i would probably be able to to achieve because it's like you want to you want to be someone who's 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 constructive who's, who's like Whenever you write about something, whenever you, um, yeah, you create something that other people consume, you want to, and that's something that I do in my newsletter, you want to inspire them. Yeah. You want to encourage them mm-hmm. to to make them feel like, hey, um, 2020 is not that shit, you know? You want to make them feel like, you know, I'm not that overwhelmed with everything that's going on and unfortunately a lot of people are overwhelmed with with the news even before 2020 Mm -hmm. and it's just like it's been this like recurring criticism of um the news industry Mm -hmm. that it's you know it's just like information and news overload all the time 24 7. and we have that feeling because we like news and the news industry adjusts to the tech industry, mm-hmm. right? They adjust to the algorithms, to the clickbait, to all the different tools that they use mm-hmm. in order for them to reach a wider, a bigger audience. And so that's why we feel like, you know, every part of our lives has been kind of inundated with news all the time. And we—that's uh, one one aspect of it. Another aspect is like the everything has become news. Whenever Trump utters a word, it is a entire its own it's its own news article. Yeah. Whenever, let's say, even like a company even releasing a press release, a press release—it's not a journalistic product. It's a press release. It's um. PR for that company, it's information that has been filtered and edited by that company, that also becomes a news article. That becomes the focus of of news articles. So there are so many things that are labeled and deemed as news that are not news. And that's why a lot of people really feel overwhelmed with this uh, quote-unquote news industry. Because Everything is just like thrown at us mm-hmm. here, consume here, read, yeah. but like it, it pushes you to the point where you're like, no, I, I need to stay sane. I I need mm-hmm. to kind of, um, get in take control over, over what kind of media I consume. And I completely get it. If people are like, I don't want to read the news anymore. They make me mad. They make me yeah. sad. Totally get it.
0: It yeah, will tragedy sells. I mean, if I see an article that says, "Oh, Kurdish horse gives birth to another horse," but then there's one that's like, "Oh, Kurdish neighbor murders his neighbors and his entire family." You're obviously gonna click. Like, I'm not gonna click the horse one because I'm like, well, I mean, yeah, pretty cool, I guess, but like, not very interesting. Yeah. But then you're gonna click the oh other one.
1: That was a very, very good example. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, my God.
0: <laughs> I don't know why a horse was the first thing that popped into my head. But <laughs> How do you, um, let me ask you, though, um, how, how do you uh,
1: consume the news? Where do you get your news from?
0: Mm-hmm. Twitter. Twitter. <laughs> I don't think that's a very good answer, yeah. but to be, well, obviously, you know, like the news with my dad and then my, we, me and my dad like to talk about politics a lot, but then, mm. just, you know, Twitter, you go on Twitter yeah. and there's everything yeah, there. And you also, you get the news, and my, it's you get the news from reliable. people. You've... And I think it's also a nice balance <laughs> because I think with Twitter, you like, will read a few depressing <laughs> tweets about like what's going on but then the next one it's like talking about k-pop and i'm like okay so it's like a nice balance for me you know yo i totally <laughs> i get that that's an interesting because way to that's... look at it i like yeah it's like okay
2: you have all the like yeah you have like a bunch of heavy stuff and and issues and this and that and then all that you're going through your feed and then all of a sudden there's like a baby laughing yeah a or funny giggling or something or a horse yeah. giving birth i don't know but
0: um <laughs> there's everything and everywhere and it's I, so like I think I have um, a couple of journalists
2: that I follow on Twitter that I really that not only write their own articles but share like just constantly are sharing articles and um yeah so there's like a few people that I follow on on Twitter where I like <laughs> I've kind of trusted over the years and I like it with now. Twitter I think there's like a few <laughs> there's a handful of people that over the years I've like trusted in in journalism that like who share a lot of articles and stuff that um, that I'm really interested in and. um yeah, mm. I kind of, that's been pretty helpful. So it's
1: also kind of like familiarity based, right? Like it's, you know, mm-hmm. the people and you trust their, yeah. um you trust their opinion. And then you, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. I mean, it's, a, it's something that I, I think like the news habits of um, people at our age and younger, I think has changed a lot over the years, right? Like, I, mm-hmm. I only know people who like really, really like mm-hmm. follow the news. Uh, they follow the news um, through social media a lot, um, mm-hmm. either either that's on Instagram or Twitter or now even TikTok has started um, has started you know. Uh, inviting journalists to the to their creator space and it's it's oh, wow. definitely um, like I mean it's also one of my sources right like whenever I read the newsletter uh, I write the newsletter I I follow a lot of people a lot of like diverse journalists and, and and scientists where I'm like oh I haven't heard their voice in the mainstream media and I would like to Offer mm. them a platform where you know where I could um where not give them a voice I mean they already have a voice, but like to really amplify mm. what it is that they they have worked on so that's one thing mm-hmm. but then I also like use um United Nations reports I use a lot of like studies yeah. that have come out like world Bank and um like a lot of institutions and organizations that put a lot of effort and money into um, Mm -hmm. these fact-finding missions into uh, writing these studies and uh, those are also the ones that a lot of articles are based on and you know but they pick they pick and choose their angle and I pick and choose my angle right (laughs) so it's kind of like exactly what it is that they do Mm -hmm. but I try to yeah I try to take topics that are underrepresented I tried to take topics that give um whenever I talk about something that's a little bit depressing that leaves the reader a little bit more depressed than they were before they had read it I try to in- include something that takes them out of that emotional state right as in like you know I give them a fun fact I give them a
2: mm-hmm. a did you
1: know kind of type of like thing that perhaps if they Mm. were to you know when they're at the end of the newsletter they're like oh did you know that this and that happened (laughs) (laughs) and and also like at the end of (laughs) and then at the end of the newsletter I always like you know it's it ends on a funny note because like I feel like Mm -hmm. it's something that you need people to feel good about what the things that they need to be um need to they, they need mm. to know about, right? You can't just be like, mm-hmm. oh, this is gonna be another depressing thing <laughs> every Monday morning,
2: right? Yeah, you, you need to, yeah. yeah, yeah, you need to know. But let's like, make. But it you fun. need to know. Yeah, you're you're pulling you're pulling people in. you yes. know? and 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 I feel like you're kind of you're you're disrupting. You're like fucking decolonizing this like journalism, you know? I <laughs> think that you. a lot of a lot of um I mean, just everything, this whole conversation, everything we this went over is just about kind of going against, you know, I, it, it's kind of like we see an issue with we see the issue and and then it's like, okay, I'm not going to feed into this issue. I'm going to change it and I'm going to do my part and I think you do a really good job. And then also it's like, yeah, you have when, I think it's funny, like that conversation we had about like, you know, people in the West thinking that like, oh, all these other countries in the East are, you know, all they think they associate uh, Iraq with um, bombs and stuff like that. And right. it's like, and then even when they see humor, when they see humor um, within some of the the areas, the works that we do, the art that we make, they're kind of surprised. They're like, oh my God, like how like how I'm offended that you think this is funny. It's like no, I don't think this is funny, but I there is like it's humor. I mean, we all fucking yeah. Have, you know, we all have you yeah. know you know what I mean. I'm kind of all over the place. Yeah, yeah. For it's sure, more it's like you know it's
1: what you said about decolonizing. It's kind of like um, it's mm. it's also something. It's I'm trying to make people follow a lot more like diverse people like i activists or journalists mm-hmm. or like scientists um mm-hmm. on their feeds either on twitter or on instagram mm-hmm. like for example like mm-hmm. last week's issue um i had so many people writing me an emails like where did you pick up that Af- afghanistan story like how why didn't i know yeah. about this at all and like i did, never knew that um women women in Afghanistan weren't allowed to write their names on their children's birth certificates. And now they can by law, Mm. right? And so Mm. I made an effort to really like go and and look for activists, Afghan activists Mm. who are really loud in that scene and uh, Mm. who people should follow because they first to tweet in English and they tweet about this, uh, and you you know, it diversify your feed, decolonize your feed, right? Yeah. yeah. And yeah. and that's something that I really want to do is. with this newsletter, just so that people have a lot more different voices to get their news from mm-hmm. and, and that mm-hmm. and, and to, to focus on on the things that really make us special. Yeah.
2: Oh, I can only Okay, before we before I ask you this other question, what's your favorite snack?
1: My favorite snack? <laughs> yeah. Oh, it must be cucumber and tushi. <laughs> oh Why is everyone's answer cucumbers? you can also like... use the yeah. like the mexican tahin, you know <laughs>
0: why aren't we like yeah yes.
1: i put that on cucumbers and tomatoes and bell pepper and
2: everything honestly <laughs> i love it
0: damn
2: okay listen i love turshi but i like the yellow
1: ah oh, that's a good one too i like what? that i like that a lot
2: what, you like the red one yeah mm. <laughs> the pink one <laughs> mm. Ooh. so that would be Ooh, definitely that would my me a, I,
1: keto snack right like I'm trying to be a little bit more ketogenic these days so that's my favorite keto okay. snack but if I could eat mm. anything and I would never ever become yeah. fat <laughs> I yeah, would yeah. probably go for peanut butter well, peanut Crunchy. butter Get your, that's a healthy that's healthy for me do <laughs> really I <laughs> Crunchy peanut butter? No. I don't, yeah, it's really what? good. It's like so many
0: calories. Really? I don't Lucky like peanut you. butter at all. Really? Nope. I don't like peanut butter. Oh my no, god. I, but I don't like I peanut butter chocolate. Anything. Yes,
1: with Nutella.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. What do you like? I don't like Nutella either. <laughs> <laughs> Everything else. I like coffee. I love coffee. That's like the wow. biggest you're thing. you're lucky I like, girl. I don't like ice cream either. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, I'm still fat. <laughs> I I love coffee I too, but that's waste. not a snack. Yeah. <laughs> oh, to me it is. Like if we <laughs> the middle of the night, yeah, and I'm kind of craving fun. something. Let's make myself some coffee. <sighs> Ooh. yeah I, have well, right now. Sean, hmm. I definitely don't want to like
2: i have 105 more questions and I, I definitely i've been trying to like me and Pil both have been trying to not um kind of uh for like push everything into one episode and we hope to have you back on the podcast again and we hope we can be friends forever
1: forever ever. And... <laughs>
2: you know? Forever, <laughs> ever,
1: okay, girl? Yes. Halas.
0: Okay, we're BFFs we now. <laughs> you don't really have a choice. Oh, my God. Hey! I love... I yeah, I mean, it Definitely is. I
1: love... Honestly, I love... When I, when I first heard <laughs> about this podcast, I was like, oh, my God, finally. Thanks so much. Like, oh. there were so few podcasts run by Kurds uh, let alone by Kurdish women and I was just so I I tried to like make that point a lot of times like on Twitter I was like please you know architects artists um everyone in your own like a fucking industry start a podcast and talk about Mm -hmm. your experiences talk to other people like oh share Mm -hmm. that knowledge and create networks and you know, like these episodes will be up there and, you know, in a few years, some other people might listen to it and, and try, you yeah. know, like you reach someone who is, who's in, in the same stage or who's probably a little bit more, you know, curious about how to get there and what people in that industry mm-hmm. think and all that. Mm-hmm. And it's, um, I love, I love what you've created. So thank you to so much. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yes, oh, well, I mean well, you're media you creators. It.
2: Yeah, like you're sitting us. behind
1: the wheel too. Like you, what, what? you set the topics. You t- you set the guests. You you talk up. You you know you 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 write down the questions and you, you steer the conversation. Talker. So that's amazing.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, barely. We kind of just wing it most of the time, but. Oh,
2: my God. <laughs> um shit i forgot what i was gonna say oh yeah me and Pen often yeah. talk about well, i don't know if i should share this but me and Pen often talk about like you know after we die and stuff like and how these podcasts are gonna like and i want to kind of record a bunch of unreleased ones so after one of us dies like it'll want to keep releasing them and be like <laughs> the new wave goes.
0: <laughs> yeah, we have a whole plan. Like, if one of us dies, what are we going to do? Okay. With the podcast? Do we go on? We have dark conversations. Um, if we, if we stop being I friends, see. I um, see. Like-
1: so, are those unreleased episodes, are they like going to be about the afterlife? Or, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, imagine if those episodes would be like, so Ooh. now that we're in the afterlife, this is what it's like, you guys.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God, Naveen, we should record one where it's like, okay, if you're listening to this, oh and I'm dead. It feels so wrong to laugh about this, but it's also kind of funny. I will not listen to that. We laugh about shit like this all the time, and we're always talking to. So each that's others. a good foundation, though.
1: You can you we can have be so my much best to friend. talk about. I accept.
0: Yes.
2: Okay, okay. if Noan dies,
0: you're gonna be my (laughs) new (laughs) co-host. Oh
2: my
0: god. Okay, I'm fine with that. Honestly. (laughs) I chose my co-host to replace Choice Fonica. No, I hope so not. (laughs) Yeah. Well, then I guess you still like you live a long, healthy life, should, but like just in case. Every one of us. I mean, and you also, are die.
1: Um, maybe like, this is the party pooper moment. We didn't, we don't know when. Like it could be literally any time. Yeah. Oh.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah, exactly. we got we to gotta get to That's recording.
2: What That's why we got to prepare.
0: Um. <laughs> <laughs> the new wave will never die. Anyway. <laughs> I think you scared everyone away they're yeah. mean, you're like oh we knew they were mean but i not mean that's what i want to end like, the like, recording <laughs> with like seize the day yeah yes <laughs> yes inshallah everyone sees the day with for themselves <laughs> and just remember to make plans in case you die <laughs> Write yes, a will. That's the one. message for today. Go <laughs> write I yourself like a will. All right.
2: I should.
0: Write <laughs> um, yeah. So now. everyone. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh,
2: we're gonna we're gonna connect you guys, uh, you all, with the shams newsletter and the link and all that good stuff. Um, thank you so much. Um,
1: Thank you. Go check her out. Thank
2: thank you so so much much for for having me. This was a lot of fun. (laughs) A lot.
0: (laughs) You're welcome. And next time you come, then we can. You know, I'll talk to you later about what your role. I will apply formally. Don't worry. Oh my god! You
2: guys are (laughs) my I'm not even dead yet, and you guys are already like my replacement Okay. Audition? You?
1: Yeah. Oh my god! I need a like. Juanakat, oh, Juanakat, no, no, no. Oh my god! So...
2: Oh my god!
1: You're so messed up. So, like, this is three dark humor girls really taking it a little bit too far. Eh? Here.
2: Oh my god! I know. And what were we gonna say? (laughs) Basically, like we should have like a whole like call to co host, like, okay, so we're all gonna be like, we'll have like like application, like a call for um Nuveen's replacement for after she dies, and we'll like make it an official thing and have flyers out, and like, okay, Zoom, (laughs) like, email us, you know, they'll email us our CVs and whatever, and me and you both will like kind of review the applicants, and yeah,
0: (laughs) no, no, it doesn't have to be. And see who's more like you. <laughs> Cause they also have to be my best friend after that. Cause then they have to talk to me all the t- <laughs> One of the requirements, talk to kid on the phone all the time, all, time. FaceTiming. You're, you're
2: obligated.
1: <laughs> I'm so happy you guys you are, are, are taking so my friend forever. <laughs>
2: oh my god. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. All right
0: everyone. Have a nice Yeah, we'll talk about nice this after day. we end this. I'll call you. <laughs> I am. We didn't <laughs> do our intro, so let's do our outro at least. I'm Pin. Hi, I am. I, I was Sham. Yes. That was Sham, our best friend. Cool. <laughs> oh, bye. That That's was her. Over it. And we are the <laughs>